Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 61. This is your host, Jessica Tai, and I'm so happy to be with you guys this week. Uh, I know it's been sporadic recordings and um, and releases on the podcast over the last month or so, and um, man, it's just been one thing after the other. I'm happy to say that uh, my nutritional business, my nutritional coaching business is um, going really, really well, and um, I just love you guys all reaching out to me and the questions that are coming in and the requests um, for me to work with you one-on-one. I love it. And I am just really enjoying that. That has kept me very busy and is, of course, my top priority uh, as, as far as my career goes and my job goes, is my one-on-one clients. So I have definitely been giving them the lion's share of my time. But um, and with the podcast, I've had a lot of technical difficulties. I had a, a MacBook Pro completely um, go out on me and um, we were not able to recover that computer, unfortunately. So then I had to get another one and get everything set up on that. I've um, tried to been trying to work on some recording equipment, which I don't have quite set up yet. So I know the quality of this recording is not going to be the best, but I'm working with what I've got for right now. And um, around the same time, I also had my iPhone go out. This has not been good uh, timing for me over the last few weeks here. And um, so the good news is, is I have a brand new iPhone, which, um, you know, I'm kind of the girl that I never get the new thing that comes out. Like I just really like to use my old whatever I have until it's just dead. (laughs) So, um, but I have to admit, I'm really liking this new one. Uh, I've got the nice big screen on it and, uh, you know, it's super fast, has a lot more memory and storage than my old, I think double the storage my husband said. So anyway, it's been really nice. So hopefully, um, I'm going to be able to start using that to do a little, do a few more videos um, I, my marketing manager has been telling me I really need to get on the, uh, social media videos, like, um, get my YouTube channel built up and my, um, and start doing more Instagram or, or Facebook lives. So I am slowly inching that direction. <laughs> it's hard for me. I'm not comfortable behind the camera. Um, I try really hard to get comfortable and pretend like I'm comfortable, but, It's just very unnatural for me, and it's uh, been a little bit tough, but I'm working on it and hoping to do that because really what's important is that I get all the information out to you guys, so I keep trying to tell myself that and just get over myself and my fear of the camera and just get out there and do it, so I'm going to work on that. But uh, for today's podcast episode, I do have a, uh, a great interview with a couple of gals that I met the last time I was out um, visiting Park City, Utah. And um, so these girls own a keto bakery called Oh Hello, and uh, they are pretty awesome. And so I'm going to share that interview with you. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce them to you, and then we'll get right into the interview. So I am interviewing Erica and Jenny today. So Erica is a mom to three busy boys. She is a wife and she loves to cook. So Erica entered a weight loss challenge in January of 2018 and has since she's dropped a total of 20 pounds, which is double the goal that she started with. Um, she This keto journey that that um, keto that or that weight loss challenge is kind of what 
got her started in this keto journey and she loves to cook and loves to bake. So her love of food has really driven her to create recipes that will help satisfy her sweet tooth while keeping her on her keto diet. So it's definitely become a, a lifestyle for her. And she joined forces with Jenny. So Jenny is also a busy wife and mom of three kiddos. And Jenny, uh, Erica had reached out to Jenny about keto um, through the weight loss challenge. And since then, Erica, well, since January of 2018, um, now they started this weight loss challenge, um, yeah, January of 2018. Um, so since January 2018, she has lost a total of 35 pounds with her body fat percentage going from 35% to 20% and it's still dropping. So of course, um, the, Jenny loves to bake and do that as well. And she is um, going, you know, got her keto lifestyle going. So they are just happy to be offering these amazing treats to you guys. I had the pleasure of trying them on my trip um, out there to Salt or to the Salt Lake City and Park City area just this past uh, couple months ago. So I would like to introduce them to you and let you hear their story firsthand. All right, so welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, ladies. I'm so happy to have you both on here. How are you today? Doing good. How are you? Good. Great. Thanks. So we were talking a little bit before I started, before we started recording, um, you guys are in Utah and it's a little chilly there. <laughs> it is cold. All is in the air. We live like seven houses away from each other and I walked here and I froze. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember you guys saying that you lived so close to each other. It's hard for me to feel sorry for you because I live in Cincinnati and the weather in Utah is like probably the most perfect place on the planet <laughs> that I've visited. It is um, nice here it, usually. It's, good. Yeah, it is it's nice. so nice. Like any time of the year. I mean, summers are gorgeous. Fall is amazing. Winter, you don't even mind being cold in the winter because it's so awesome there and there's so many things to do. So sorry if I am not very empathetic <laughs> to your weather woes, <laughs> but you can't talk about bad weather to a girl from Cincinnati. <laughs> That's not fair. You're right. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I'm so glad to have you on here, Erica and Jenny. So um, can you guys each take a turn? Maybe uh, maybe we should go Erica first and just kind of tell, or if Jenny wants to go first, whatever, you girls decide. But just kind of tell me how you, um, I know you're both keto, and we're going to talk about your bakery, your business that you have going that is thriving. But I want to kind of first, I want my listeners to hear like where you guys, how you arrived at keto and like how this became this huge passion for you two. Okay. I will start. Um, Erica here. I was part of a weight loss bet with my Bunko group. Um, we It was going January 1st through April 1st. And I had some weight to lose. Not a ton, but um, I, I had heard about keto and I knew I would get results quick. So I chose keto and I did drop weight really fast. I lost 20 pounds during that time and kind of got back to my normal. And, um, at the end of the, at the end of the weight loss bet, my husband was like, what do you want to do? You want to go get pasta? You want to get pizza? Do you want <laughs> and I was like, no, actually, I think what I want to do is stick with keto because I felt different. You know, <clears throat> I felt, I felt better. Mm -hmm. So energy, I was sleeping better at night. My complexion was better. I have arthritis in my knees that was feeling a lot better. So for a lot of reasons, I chose to stick with it. And then one day I was talking to my friend Jenny here and I was telling her about keto. I'd only done it uh, like a week She's at that point. Like seven days yeah, in. not too far, but anyway, then I, I will pass, I will pass my wand to you, oh, Jenny. Okay. Go ahead. So seven days in. So I had probably a more significant amount of weight to lose than Erica did, but I, was like seven days into trying. I was part of a weight loss group too. They were totally different groups. And I was trying to, I'd been to the gym seven or eight times that week. I was working out really hard to cut out bread and sugar. And I still hadn't lost anything. It was really frustrating. And she was like, you should try this keto thing. And I had researched it probably about four or five months before. And I had tried it, but I don't think I quite understood the fat ratios to the 
um, protein and the carbs. Mm -hmm. And I kind of failed really bad the first time I tried. But this time around, she basically told me what app she was using. And we started talking every day about it. And I lost 30, 35 pounds, give or take a pound or two. And I'm down about 14% body fat in in a six month period. And then I've just been kind of in maintenance mode from there. Um, That's awesome. For me, I don't feel like it was like, she has more like health, like her arthritis. Yeah. And like I can, I can, I feel different. there are things she yeah. can feel. I don't feel like I have that when I cheat or I have something, I don't want to call it a cheat, but when I have something that's off the norm, um, I don't have any like horrible, like side effects from it, but my body really does prefer to burn fat. Um, usually mm-hmm. from my, my like blood testing and all that, I go right back into, in like burning ketones within 24 hours of just cleaning up what I'm doing. And, um, I, it just seems to work for me. I don't yeah. yeah so, okay. So. <laughs> so you said that, um, that Erica, Jenny, you said that Erica told you about an app that you used. Um, what app is that? Do you guys still use that? Yeah. We, well, we don't use it on a regular basis anymore, but we'll tune into it every once in a while to like get to ourselves back on track. So, um, the app that we like to use is carb manager. Yeah. That's the one I like too. That's interesting. Yeah. I've, I've, um, there's a few that I really do not like that are kind of popular and people like to use, but I definitely think carb manager um, from my experience, I've, you know, over the last couple of years, I've toyed around with several and that is my favorite one by far. So I think I would promote the premium to like paying for it. It sounds dumb to say that, but I really appreciated being able to connect it to my, um, my Apple watch and to be able to get like net carbs and have things come out of it. So that you really kind of know where you're at a little more accurate that way. Um, but yeah, we yeah, we like that one. <laughs> so we don't we don't use it on a daily basis now, but every once in a while when we just check to in. make to make sure we're still on track, you know, I think it's good to check in every once in a while and oh, see where. Yeah. For sure. So, um, are you guys then are both of you or either one of you testing for blood ketones, or do you do breath, or do you do any kind of testing? In the beginning, we did the P strips, mm-hmm. um, and I think from my research, the P strips are probably more accurate right at the beginning, like when you start, but not as much long-term. Yeah. So I a keto mojo, um, tester mm-hmm. and I use that probably as long as That's I'm a blood tester. Yeah. You know what it is. Like, yeah, it's what it's called is a keto mojo. I don't know. I think that, <laughs> um, and that, that tests the glucose and the ketones in your system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it actually a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the same one I have. And um, I actually, I definitely promote that. I don't promote anything that I don't use myself. Yeah. <laughs> and um, definitely I love that meter. I think it's great. Yeah, it is really, I, I like just being able to check and know where I'm at. Um, yeah. And like I said, usually my, I don't know what it is about my system, but my, as long as I'm like probably 24 hours into really eating what I should be eating, I always fall right back in to like a 1.1 to a 1.8 reading. Yeah. And that's really great. And I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of people do have, they do struggle with a little, little bit more than what you're saying, Jenny, because a lot of people, um, that, you know, they may have something that throws them out of ketosis and they may not be able to get back in for three days. Um, but I think that speaks a lot to your insulin sensitivity um, is you probably are pretty insulin sensitive and really don't have a problem um, getting your your blood sugars back under control. Like your body is doing what it's supposed to do. It knows how to get that glucose out of your blood. It knows what to do, and it goes right back into using ketones for fuel. And that's excellent. I mean, that's you're you're blessed. <laughs> Can I ask you a question on that? Is, yeah. Uh- I think sometimes that has a lot to do with exercise or not so much. Because I think Erica and my difference is I exercise a ton yeah, and she doesn't. A ton and I never make time. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, there's kind of um, the, so yes and no would be the answers to that. Um, so number one, you you could be. Um, do you test right after exercise? Or um, not you know, necessarily. I all, all times during the day. I don't okay. really do a certain time. Okay. I, 
Yeah. Because <laughs> generally, if you test, um, it, testing after exercise uh, can kind of give you false uh, higher readings than yeah. what you really have because you've got a lot of ketones circulating in your blood at that time. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, exercise in general. So if you think about if you're whatever carbs you're eating, whatever, um, whatever amount of carbs you're eating, of course, mm -hmm. that turns to glucose as soon as you eat it. So you've got glucose levels in your blood at that time. And your what your body is going to do is then insulin is secreted and insulin then is going to usher that glucose to wherever it needs to go to be uh, stored or to be used as fuel. So if you have so if you're exercising a lot and you have depleted your glycogen stores that are in your muscles. Yeah. Then your body is going to have a very uh, immediate place to put that glucose um, right back into your glycogen stores and your muscles. So it will get rid of that very quickly. Or if you're exercising and you have glucose in your blood, then you're going to burn through that glucose um, or the glycogen in your muscles before you're going to kick in to using your ketones. Um, carbohydrates cause more oxidative stress. And obviously glucose in your blood is not something that we want. We have to keep those levels down. So, yeah. um, so your body, that is its first priority is it's going to get rid of that glucose and use that, burn that before it will go to using ketones. So, so, um, so the answer could be uh, yes or no, but in general, I would say the more exercising you're doing, I don't think it necessarily means you're going to have higher ketone levels, but it definitely can mean that you are going to be getting rid of glucose much faster. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so that kind of, so if your body is good at burning fat and using ketones for fuel, you know, if you're very fat adapted, then, mm -hmm. then yes, exercising could absolutely help, especially, um, if you're eating, I mean, you could even potentially eat a much higher, um, amount of glucose and then be, or carbohydrates, I should say, um, and then be able, your body would be very able to use that and get rid of it, um, much faster than someone that is not utilizing those glucose stores. So, so yeah, it can definitely help. So I don't think exercising on keto is, um, is a necessity. I think people can, um, you know, I think movement is good and I think exercising should be done. Um, but, but as a general, like, do you have to do it? No, you don't have to. And I don't think that it'll make you necessarily more ketogenic if you do. Um, but it definitely has its, its benefits, <laughs> um, to helping you with ketosis. So. I think we've definitely seen both sides of that. Mm -hmm. Like from we're so it's vastly different, and yeah. different in that that we kind of see right. the difference in that. I go through yeah. little phases where I work out good, and then I don't make time for it. It's so hard to fit that into my schedule. But Jenny always she can work really hard all day long, and she's like, "I hope I can make it to the gym." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. More mental. It's a mental health thing for me more yeah. than. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's so important that you recognize that because I think that that is so for you it ends up being a form of self care, yeah, um, and stress relief, and and that is so super important. But for Erica, you know, if it's more stressful for you to try to fit that in and like, oh my gosh, I got to go work out, like I don't even want to do this, then it almost can get, become more detrimental. Yeah, totally. You know, so I always tell clients, um, you know, if they have that much of an aversion to working out or going to the gym or whatever, try to find something to do that is active, but that you just enjoy, like look for something to play, you know, like, or maybe like for me, I'm, I, I mean, I'm kind of more on Erica's uh, wavelength. Like I really do not enjoy working out. I hate going to the gym. I dropped my gym membership like a year ago. And, um, it just feels like a chore to me. And if something feels like a chore or like I have to get it in, like then it's stressful. So, um, but like this morning I went for a two hour walk with my girlfriends. So, you know, it's walking and that was unusual. I had a lot of time this morning. <laughs> so I'm not saying every day you need to go for a two hour walk. Cause that like never gets to happen for me either. But, uh, but just going out for even 15 minutes or a half an hour, like maybe listening to a podcast or, um, you know, whatever that you have time for, or like, I'll do a quick, like, um, like hit session or Tabata type session with my kettlebell, um, something like that. Like just getting that kind of thing in or some, you know, quick session of yoga or, you know, whatever. I think that's so much better than like, Oh gosh, I got to get to the gym. And, you know, that just creates like undue stress. And then you've kind of, but really undid everything that all the benefits that the working out would do anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even worth it. 
But um, so that's really interesting. Um, so you girls are, so I want to talk a little bit about your business. Well, I want to talk a lot about your business. So um, your business is Oh Hello Keto Bakery, right? Correct. Do you call yes. it Keto Bakery? Is that what you? Yes. Okay. Oh Hello Keto Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just Oh Hello Keto. No, Keto, keto Bakery. Oh, okay. You have okay. You were right. Okay. So it is, um, so I learned about you girls on Instagram. Um, one of my uh, lovely followers on there was like, saw that I was in Utah a few months ago and they're like, oh my gosh, you have to check out these girls. They have a bakery there and they sell these. And I'm like, no way. How did I not know this? <laughs> so I guess because I don't live in Utah. So anyway, I um, reached out to you guys and you got back to me and uh, I was able to meet up with you at at the farmer's market that you're selling this at, which, what was the name of that one again? Um, it was the Daybreak Farmer's Market. It actually ended last week. So. Oh, okay. And are you girls selling, you're selling at another one now, right? I think I saw on Instagram. Um, no. So we, we do a weekly pre-order. So like um, Thursdays through Monday, people can go to our website and order um, from a variety of keto-friendly good, goodies. And then they we have pickup locations on Thursday and Friday. We have three different pickup locations here in the Valley. Okay. And so people can just come pick up from us. Okay. And that is in, so I'm trying to remember. So I was visiting, um, mm -hmm. out there in Utah when I came, you know, came to meet you girls, but you guys were in like a neighboring town to where I was. So where, where are you guys located? So it's in South Jordan, Utah. That's right. Okay. The community is called Daybreak. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what, whose idea was this? How did you guys even get into this? Like, Gosh, whole, no. like it's an amazing, like I remember most of this story, but I think it's pretty cool how you girls just did this. Cause you're moms, you're busy moms. You got, you know, I mean, you got your hands full. <laughs> yeah. So I, well, the two of us were doing keto together, obviously. And as neighbors, we would like, Oh, I made this delicious treat. You've got to try it. And like, once a week. Yeah, I have a sweet tooth. So, <laughs> and then Jenny would make treats and, and bring me treats. Sometimes we'd make each other dinner and they like yeah. exchange it. Like it just kind of helped Aww. us through. You know when things were. Just we were a support team for each yeah. other. So that's yeah. so sweet. And then, and then we had two other friends that were kind of part of our part of our little support group. So that we were um, kind of a foursome, mostly through text messaging and yeah. checking in with each other and sharing ideas. and Which I think if you're on a journey and you really want to stick to it, it seemed like having that support was oh, uber helpful. It to us. really yes. helped me get through all of it. So yeah, me too. But so, then our friends started making treats for friends, for friends. and <laughs> more people wanted them. And we we're like, Hey, maybe we should give this a shot. So we were originally thinking we would just offer like one treat a week, like, Oh, we'll make some cookies and maybe people in our community would be like, interested in maybe them. Maybe we'll and, make a know, couple hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just has snowballed and snowballed and snowballed in. Yeah. So now so we now have two employees. Yeah. Besides us. So, that, so there's four of us that cook two days a week. Uh -huh. um, and we average anywhere, I think, depending on the what? A lot of cells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of depends. Yeah. Well, and it will be different without the market. But yeah, it's it's grown and been. Well, you girls are selling out like pretty much every week. Yeah. Yes. We what are. we can make is what we bring, basically what we have time to make. And um, we usually will sell it within the first 45 minutes. Wow. Um, at a market, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. The market, so, it's been, we've been taking everything we can possibly make in two days and it will be. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Half this last week, it was, it was gone. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been seeing on your Instagram, you know, I, of course, I follow you guys on Instagram and I'm like always drooling over your pictures and because I have a sweet tooth too. I mean, and I think that's one thing that I kind of want to talk about here a little bit with you guys is, um, I kind of think there's almost like a negative stigma to that in the keto world. Like I hear a lot of the professional professionals out there, like nutritionists and stuff like myself that will say, well, if you're keto, then you really need to give that up and you shouldn't be using sweeteners and that defeats the whole point and just kind of like really being negative about the whole thing. So um, how do you guys feel about that? And like, what's your take on it? Because obviously you're making these things. <laughs> 
Obviously, we like them, but yeah, yeah you explain what. I think that the stigma is there. I think that I even think in the beginning, I was a little bit nervous to do what we have done just because there is that, well, you shouldn't have almond flour or you shouldn't have very much, very many sweeteners and make sure you use the right sweetener. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what I found is in real life, day to day, um, Monday through Friday or on the weekends, like you sometimes need a treat and to have something in your freezer that you can pull out and eat or have something you can put heavy cream on top to help get your fat in for the day, mm -hmm. um, I think is more vital to being able to stick with something than being super strict and depriving yourself of I just think the Even to the point where you fall, right? Like, yeah, like the likelihood of you not succeeding yes. is higher. Like maybe if I get craving that chocolate so, so, so much, I will raid my child's candy bag. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, so to have something on hand that keeps you from doing that and keeps you on track yes. and I think seems more important to me than... I think no sweeteners before I've done like whole 30, I had done that a few years ago and cut everything out. And I, I don't remember what they talked about sweeteners wise on that, or people say, well, you should only have honey or maple syrup or this or that. It's still a sugar. It's still in your system. And I think with the erythritol, we use erythritol in all of our goods, but erythritol or stevia, um, just depending on what you use, you're not, you're not putting, I don't know how to explain it nutritionally, but your glycemic load, like you're not putting anything, um, on in that. I don't know. If right. I no, I know what you're saying. And you're absolutely right. And there are study after study that, um, that has, that's out there to prove that, um, specifically like erythritol and stevia, um, has been shown that it, that it actually does not, um, you know, elicit a, so, so you elicited an insulin response, you know, um, in general, but just that, I guess there's a, there's the fear or kind of the, the thought that's out there, what gets put out there is if you use stevia or use erythritol, use anything like that, that you're basically tricking your brain into thinking that it's supposed to have something sweet and the sweet never comes. And then you can, um, the sugar, you know, as far as your body's concerned, it's not getting that response. So, um, you're not raising blood glucose basically. So then your body's like, okay, well the sugar never came. Where's the sugar? And then, you know, you're eliciting that response and that's true triggering could trigger more cravings and whatever. And that is what happens with when you consume something like um, aspartame or sucralose. So we're talking about like Splenda and um, the, you know, pink and blue packets of uh, non-caloric sweeteners. That is the response with those, but, but it's a very different um, animal than using erythritol, which is a sugar alcohol or stevia, which is a, it's made from leaves of a plant, you know? So we're not talking about, um, you know, chemicals that are cooked up in a laboratory that is, you know, making your brain think it's something else specifically with stevia. I mean, that is a plant that like we would have used to sweeten things all the time. Like you don't need a laboratory to do that. <laughs> so, um, I, I think there's absolutely no problem whatsoever with using those things, but, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know that I'm, that that is, that my feelings on that is necessarily, uh, in the, um, the way that, that a lot of nutritionists in this field, uh, you know, talk about it. I feel like I'm kind of in the minority. <laughs> I think we have a doctor here that we take samples to probably every other week that, he recommends us to people and they come to see us because he, he sees it kind of the way that we do If If it gets you through the week and helps you make smarter decisions, um, and he's all win, for it. Yeah. And he thinks it's a really great, he said yes. sometimes the hardest thing for people is um, we make a bread. He's like, bread is a really hard thing for people to give up a piece of toast or to give up having, um, like Super a grilled cheese or yeah. something like, and so if he can tell somebody, Hey, if you go here, this is a really good bread and that will help you with that. Yes. Um, yeah. Or, um, just a cookie, like just having a cookie sometimes really helps you get through your craving at, you know, eight o'clock at night or absolutely. I, I wouldn't have been able to stick with it this long. Had no. I not had an option like that. You and know? I I don't, I don't, I don't see want to sugary, I don't see sugary things the same as I used yeah. to. I think it's almost completely changed the way that I see 
um, like a candy bar. I have no no desire. I just told my husband that at the gas station actually this weekend. He was <laughs> like, like, "Oh, that looks so good." I'm like, "Really?" Like to me, I'm not interested in that now. Like that, I don't crave that. I don't want that at all. Yeah. So your mind does make a shift. Uh huh. Point eventually. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, it twists a little. It takes bit. a little time, I think. Yeah, but, for sure. Well, yeah. I I think that's um I do believe that's true, and there's you know there's some kind of um the only caveat like I will tell you girls that um and the thousands of people listening <laughs> so just between us um, <laughs> right about two weeks ago um I went on like a sugar binge. Um, I had, was craving something sweet and my kid had this candy and then I had some of it. I'm like, Oh, no big deal. Like I'm totally, like, I'm totally good. Like I've been keto for two years. Like I am like superwoman. Like I can have whatever I want and I don't have to have more of it. That led me on this downward spiral of like, I was craving sugar. I couldn't sleep at night. When you don't sleep, you just crave sugar more. It was terrible. And my skin broke out. I started feeling awful. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was terrible. And this, and I'm not like a newbie at this. So it can happen to anybody at any time for any reason. It's just life. But I think what you girls are talking about is so important is that this is a lifestyle. You have to make it a lifestyle. This is not a diet. And so, yeah, things are going to happen. And to think that you're going to eat this way and then never crave anything sweet the rest of your life, I think is, is very short-sighted. <laughs> that's, that's just not realistic. At least it's not realistic in my life. And I think especially for moms with kids, I mean, we are inundated with, I mean, everything they market to us as moms and to our children is sugar, 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 carbs, carbs, carbs. I mean, even the schools tell our kids that they're supposed to be having X amount of carbs per day and they should be drinking the sugary milk and they, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I think having the alternative, you know, it was my, my mistake, number one, because I thought it was invincible. And number two, when I realized that for whatever reason, it triggered something in me, I did not have keto treats. You girls are too far away. <laughs> And, and I just didn't feel like making anything. I was busy. And there, so even once I realized that I had triggered something and I, I needed to get an alternative keto treat, I didn't. And that was my mistake. So I think that what you guys offer, like if I was near you guys, I would totally stock up. I would put this stuff in my freezer and then I'd be able to pull out that cookie and thaw it and be like, you know what? Done. Sweet tooth done. Yeah. I think for us, that are both of us. Yeah, we always have cookies in our freezer. We can pull one out, put it in the microwave for a few seconds, and done. Right? Yeah. Like to, you don't have to let that feeling nag at you. I guess you can satisfy yeah. your sweet tooth and move on. Exactly. And there's so many things. You know, as a nutritionist, I definitely <clears throat> recognize that the reason I wanted that candy probably had nothing really to do with with a sugar craving. I probably was deficient in something else at the moment and that was a moment of weakness or whatever. I understand that. So if there's any, you know, nutritionist listening going, well, doesn't she know? Like I know that, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm still human. <laughs> so I still was like, you know what? No, that's there. I want it. I'm going to have it and I did. And uh and it was just you know, I wish that I had had something, you know, different to, to put in its place at that time. And so I think that what you guys are doing is just awesome. And having had your baked goods, so I had your cookies, um, your chocolate chip cookies, the salted caramel cookies, uh, double chocolate. And what else did we have? Um, did you have peanut butter bars? Yes, that's it. The peanut butter bars. So peanut butter bars. Oh my gosh, ladies, those were so good. Those are definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, for they sure. are. We, oh. probably, we sell probably more of those and chocolate chocolate yeah. chip cookies than those and are peanut butter bars. We have people who come every single week and stock up on those two things. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was so, I mean, like the peanut butter bars, I can't even put my finger on what it was, but there was just something that made you like, it's just such a different taste than like what I expected they were going to taste like. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I really like this. Like, I don't know what this is. I think those kind of make it feel like you're eating a candy bar. You know? Yeah. 
you could even just cut a tiny piece off. And totally. And, and that's what I did. I don't think I ate more than like the, like a tiny little sliver each time. I, and I, I didn't get much of it because the guys like ate all of it. <laughs> but, but you didn't need much because your guys' treats are so rich. Yes, they are definitely. It, but that is such an awesome thing because then you, because you're, because even, even though they're keto, they're mm-hmm. still carbs. And so if you're trying to stick to this lifestyle and you're really trying to be conscious of limiting the carbohydrates and, and you're still wanting to indulge in something sweet like that, it's really nice to know that all you really need is one cookie or a little sliver of a peanut butter bar or whatever. And that's enough to satisfy that craving. Well, yeah. I think it's good. Like we, we've been really good about which ingredients we haven't like, we've really only stuck with the best, um, ingredients. Some of them cost us what we choose a lot of money to buy because there aren't some of the companies. I think that's the other thing is keto. I don't want to say it's so new, but it is. Um, I think the companies that are coming out of the woodworks to make products that are very keto friendly, um, aren't set up to have a wholesale account with somebody like us yet and things like that, that we're still working on. So, um, costs are high. Costs are high sometimes. And felt like Lily's chocolates is one of the things we love. Lily's. We love that brand. We We think it tastes the best. We're happy with the nutrition info and, but we can't get that wholesale. So we still go and pay what five 99 a bag for chocolate chips. Wow. one candy bar, one candy bar that we get is three ninety nine for a candy bar that we have right. to buy. Yeah, um, and half of that goes on one peanut butter bar batch. So like, <laughs> it adds up really fast. But we feel like the quality ingredients are. It's worth important, it. yeah. like, to be able to know that you're getting, I don't know, that you're getting what you need to stick with it. So no, I think that's so important. And you can tell, I mean, you can tell in the quality of the base good. Like, honestly, I had no preconceived notions of what it was going to be because I didn't know you girls prior to coming well, out and trying your treats. And I, and I told you straight up, like <laughs> I, you know, I, if I don't love it, I'm not going to, I won't say anything bad, but I'm not going to, you know, not that you guys asked me to promote it, but I, you know, it was like, Hey, if we love it, I would love to have you girls on. Cause I think this is awesome that you're doing this. And I, I mean, they were so like your chocolate chip cookies, honestly, probably one of my favorite chocolate chip cookies I've ever had in my life. Bar none. I don't I, care keto I, or not. <laughs> <laughs> we love our chocolate. I think our chocolate chip cookies are, I think peanut butter bars are great, but they are something special. Um, yeah. I don't, they yeah. really, as a cookie, they're just something that I, it's we love we, them. I don't know. <laughs> it's what started. Them too. Yeah. They're perfect. Like I, and actually I think we got the mini ones. Um, yeah. Like the smart, they are, that's like the perfect size yes, uh, because the larger cookies, like the regular size cookies, we got the salted uh, caramel of yeah. those, which I loved as well. Those are so good, but I could only eat about half of that cookie at a time. Right. So I think the minis were perfect, but those chocolate chip, oh my gosh, I nearly cried when I ate the last one. <laughs> I, do like them. I can't wait to get back to Utah. <laughs> we'll take care of you. I, I was going to say, you really were straightforward with us about saying, Hey, if I don't like this, not that you were going to say anything bad, right. but you're going to, and I was telling Erica that morning that you, when you were coming, I remember telling her, it makes me really nervous to have a nutritionist come. <laughs> um, Erica's more the creative one of us. Like she will just like want to whip up a batch. Of I want to make the fancy cookie or the beautiful lights <laughs> and a drizzle. And, like, and I have to like, sometimes I have to ring her in and be like, Hey, we have to think about the nutrition end of this. Yes. We have to think about, like, I want to pile more stuff on it to make it. <laughs> And I have to be like, okay, hold on. So when you were coming, for me personally, it was a very, it was nerve-wracking for me because what if it was something that, you know, like you said, some some nutritionists. Because we are not nutritionists. No, and the sweeteners, (laughs) their biggest, you know, whatever. So I do really appreciate you seeing the, um, I don't know, the need for that, the ability to have a treat um, without, I I don't know how to finish saying what I'm saying, but that. For the she sees value in it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that a lot because yeah. I really was nervous. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I just I really appreciate you girls, and I think that what you're doing is awesome for the community. And um, I absolutely think there's a place for this type of thing um, in the keto community and for people that are trying to live this lifestyle. Because I don't think it's about perfection. I think it's about moving forward and moving in the right direction to be healthier. 
and have a lifestyle uh, that you can be your best, feel your best, look your best. Um, you know, like Erica was saying, the arthritis and her knees, like I suffered from the same thing. I had hip issues. Um, and oh my gosh, to be older than I, you know, I'm, I'm older now, right? Like everybody's like, oh, well you get, you know, I was only 38 when I started, I'm 40 now. And, and people, I mean, how many times have I heard like before I turned 40, like, oh, you're about to be 40, you know, over the hill, oh, things are going to start falling apart now. I'm like, are you kidding? I feel better than I have my whole life. Right now, and you know, and it's and it, I attribute it to keto. I mean, that is what it is. I haven't changed anything else about my life. So, if if it takes some sweets, you know, keto treats made with erythritol or stevia and some almond flour and and Lily's chocolate chips and whatever, some good butter to get you through and and help you stick to this lifestyle, well, by all means, like, why would you deny yourself that? Right. Yeah. I, it's so true. I tell I people all the time, like before January, I would never have bought heavy whipping cream for <laughs> right? in like, my life. I would never yes. have done that. I buy it every time I go to the grocery store, right. yeah. like, because it's part somewhere. of our yeah. life. You know, it's just funny how it's just, the opposite of what you think a, or what you have been trained. That yes. Diet yes. Be, right? Well, yes. speaking and, of heavy whipping cream, did you girls know that you, do you guys go to Costco? Do you have Costco out there? Yes, so you love do. <laughs> okay, because they sell Horizon like half gallon heavy whipping creams. Ours is a different. Oh, brand. ours is not Horizon. We buy a half gallon oh. from them, but it's a different Dairy Gold. Is it Dairy Gold here? Okay, because ours like, sells organic Horizon um, half gallons, and I there's always one in my fridge. <laughs> that might be a little wow. more. You know, ours is just good old Dairy Gold. <laughs> <laughs> but we do buy it, and we use it all the yeah. time stuff. So I know yeah. it's so interesting how the, just the, what the paradigm shift when you move to keto, like that I think is often the hardest thing for people to get over because yeah. you go your whole life, especially as women. Um, I think that we, you know, not to stereotype us, but it's true. I mean, most of us, our whole lives are like trying to fit into this perfect mold of what we're supposed to be. And, you know, don't put on too much weight and watch what you're eating and all this. And we lived most of our lives, like avoiding butter, avoiding heavy cream, like trying to stay away from all that. So to, to get into a lifestyle where you're like drinking everything in butter. Yes, it's true. No, it's totally true. And you know, there's not a lot of people ready to accept that accept yet. that yeah mm -hmm. I think, you know it once once you decide to go for it it's pretty incredible what it can do yes yeah. I totally agree so people, you, I'm sorry go ahead I'm saying people ask me like how do you get started or what's the best way to do whatever I always say you just have to be okay with fat like because yeah. I think that's the biggest let like, go of everything else you know about dieting. the hardest part is to yes. wrap your on that 75 percent fat or whatever percentage you're going yes. for um, it is definitely a shift in your mind. So. Yeah, totally. I, I agree with that. I think that's a, that is probably the biggest hurdle to get over along with, um, the, the whole giving up the sweets and the carbs, like people are yeah. terrified of, you know, and I get that because I was a huge carboholic. I mean, I, I, every meal, probably, I probably, I've like done complete flip. Like I'm sure I was eating 80 to 90% carbs, wow. <laughs> and, you know, and now I'm like 80% fat. So it's, it's a complete shift, but you know, I, I, so I understand like the giving up bread and doing all that, like that is just terrifying. So when people can hear about a company like, Oh, hello. And they're going, Oh my gosh, I can actually get, I can still eat bread or, you know, or like my kids will say, well, that's not real bread. I'm like, really? Cause what defines what's real and what's not <laughs> like that looks real. And I put it in my mouth and eat it. That makes it real. <laughs> yeah. I think we always warn people, like if they're a week or two off, like yeah, they might not sugar. like our bread. You know, they might not like it. Bread, but but yes. I know the the day I made our very first loaf, and I had a grilled cheese with it. She in my called me crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was so like. I really wanted bread, and I don't yes. know why I had bread at that. I could care less about it right now. I really don't care to eat it that often, right. but. I wanted it that, that week really, really yes. bad. And it, it, it just fulfilled that need for me at that point to in time. Toast with your so. eggs in the morning. Is <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And I think that's so good to recognize that. And I, and I think it's great to get the message out there to people that that is okay. 
If yeah. you can be keto and you can be fine on keto and still crave bread or a cookie, like it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it does not make you a bad ketonian. You're not a bad <laughs> ketogenic dieter. You're not but like, it's okay. Like it happens, but totally like you're saying, Jenny, it, it, it kind of goes away for the most part. Like you really don't need it. Like you think you're going to, like once you get through the initial like breaking yourself into keto, you kind of, I feel like pretty much everybody that I've talked to gets over that hump and then they're like, you know what? It's really not a big deal. Like I don't want it. But there are those times when you're just like, oh my gosh, I would kill for a grilled cheese sandwich right now. Yes. I, that really was yeah. the thought process is I wanted a grilled cheese really, really yeah. bad. And like I've seen recipes for like cauliflower grilled cheese or whatever, but that's not what I wanted. I really did want yeah. like feel like I was having, and you know, we made, um, the bagels, what are those called? The oh, fat head bagels. Yeah. And we yeah. lived off of those first those few months and too, we yeah. love those. Like there's always just that's a timer. I remember know. Erica telling me like with keto, if there's something you want, there's always an alternative and oh, a yeah, way you to make it to find how or, to get that taste or that right. texture that yes. you want. And that if, if people can, I don't know, do their research and find recipes yeah. Erica's was lasagna. She oh, made... I wanted lasagna so bad. And then there's that, what is it? Just like the real thing, lasagna. I don't remember whose recipe it is, it. but oh my gosh, you make like, it's kind of like a fat heady noodle. Like you bake in a oh, big wow. and it's really like a flat dough. You bake it and then you can cut it. So it feels like you're eating noodles. It was so good. It was <laughs> oh, so, so excited. I just about needed it. lasagna and it tasted, it tasted real and great. Yeah. And yeah I think I think whatever you're craving, you can find a recipe. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I might have to get you to send me that and I can link to it in the show notes because people are going to hear you describing that and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have to make that. Good. It was so good. And we'll send the fathead bagels because I think the fathead bagels are really um, a pretty fantastic thing to be able to make. I always made them into like biscuits versus a bagel because I thought it was a pain to make the bagel shape. Uh Uh-huh. So I always made biscuits and we had breakfast sandwiches multiple times and we thought those really, I don't know, when we needed something yeah. new, that was you something find new it. for us. It's so. just like the real thing lasagna is on peace, love, and low carb. Oh, I love her. She's got the yeah. best recipes. So I, I, yeah, and I totally agree with that. And I made, um, so I recently found this biscuit recipe that I really like because one of the things that, um, that I kind of miss that I used to to love, and I know this is like a double whammy bad, but was McDonald's biscuits with egg and cheese. Oh, I totally agree with you. So yeah. I just, the, I just, oh my gosh, they're so good. <laughs> yep. And they're so horrible. Like I know, I know they're horrible. So I, so I am of the belief of whether you're keto, you're whatever. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's keto foods necessarily. I think it's just, this is your lifestyle. And whatever you need to do to stay feeling the way you want to feel and stay on track and, um, you know, whatever it is for you, whether that's 20 grams of carbs a day or a hundred grams of carbs a day, I don't really care. Um, you know, whatever it is, if you're trying to be keto, you just need to make sure you're, you're running on ketones, um, you know, whatever. But so if somebody wants to have a piece of bread or they want to go have that McDonald's biscuit with egg and cheese, like, okay, fine, do it. Like, that's what you need to do. But I know that when I have one, because trust me, I have <laughs> been like, you know what, I'm just going to eat the stupid bag or biscuit yeah. that I feel bad afterwards. Like I, I get brain fog. I don't feel good. And more oftentimes than not, when I indulge in something like that, it will send me into like, oh my gosh, I need to eat all of the, of the bread. <laughs> That's something mentally. I think I was telling Erica, I was trying to up my carbs a bit. I've been really struggling to gain muscle. I've burned through so much fat that now my body struggles. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was trying to up things and kind of place my numbers a bit. And I had upped my carbs. And I told her that I didn't like it because um, my brain started having those negative thoughts that I used to have all the time about myself. Yes. And it was only from going like maybe 20 to 30 carbs a day to maybe 100 grams of carbs a day. Uh-huh. But that little switch did something in my brain and it, I didn't, I didn't think it was healthy. That sounds really weird, no, but it was, with, it was messing with your it's head. It's funny how those yeah. carbs affect and the sugar affects, um, totally see yourself even. So that is exactly what happened to me the last bit here. When I went off on my little sugar tangent, it was the same thing. Like I just, 
I, I didn't like myself. It was, I was miserable. I wasn't sleeping good. It was terrible. So to, you know, to help with that, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to make a biscuit that there's got to be a way I can make a biscuit that tastes pretty good. And so I ended up doing that. And then I have these little egg patties. And so I came up, got, oh, I didn't come up with, I used this biscuit recipe. I'm telling you, now, if you're not keto and you made this biscuit, you'd probably be like, that tastes nothing like McDonald's biscuit. <laughs> but being keto and not eating that stuff, to make that biscuit and make myself that breakfast sandwich, oh my gosh. I'm like, why would I ever eat McDonald's crap again? To get like, this biscuit is so, it's heavenly. Like, it is amazing. And then I, I put a little bit of butter on the top of the biscuit and sprinkle some salt on it. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like I feel like I should not be eating this. Like this has got to be bad. <laughs> it's kind of like the way it is. Like fat though, it makes it good. Yes, it does, good. It does. The fat makes it so yummy. It tastes good it and satisfying. Longer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I eat that biscuit, and instead of craving something else, I'm like so satisfied and so full, and I feel amazing. Like it's just, it's a whole different lifestyle. So yeah, I think doing these things, coming up with recipes, finding things that are swaps like you guys are doing for people. And, and that's another thing that's really great about what you guys are doing is, so I love to cook and there, you know, I'm a person that wants to cook. I love to bake. I, I love coming up with recipes. You know, I'll take somebody's recipe and then I totally tweak it to make it what I want it to be. <laughs> And, and I just have always been like that. I love it. I grew up in a house where my mom liked to cook. and um, But not everybody is like that. And that's totally okay. So for the people that don't like to cook and they don't like to bake, you guys are an awesome alternative for them to be like, you know what, I don't have to miss out or feel like, you know, I can't do this lifestyle because I don't have time or don't want to cook all this food. And there's some people who just can't all the time. People will come talk to us and say, I bought all these ingredients and I tried to so make they spend 20 I, or $30 yeah, on ingredients. I tried to make a cake and it was horrible and dry and it fell apart and it tasted nasty, you know? Right. Now, yeah. It's, it's not for everybody and that's okay. We're there for those people. <laughs> we, help, we have one wife that her, her husband always comes to us. Um, and she calls us his, his keto wives. And in Utah, that's pretty <laughs> That is she, funny. Like sister wives. <laughs> so she gets stuff from us every week and she just loves that she doesn't have to mess with it and he gets, you know, the treats that he needs and he shares them with everybody all the time. So that's yeah. awesome. That's really it's, awesome. it's so, been I think the thing that we think is the best about doing this business is like we get to talk to a lot of people and hear their stories and people open up and share with us. It's pretty cool to be a part of that. And I think people have different dietary needs. We have people that can't have any dairy. So we've tried to figure out a few dairy options for people, dairy free, dairy -free options, yeah. options for people. Um, what are the other, like some people are just type one diabetics and they come or type two diabetics and they come to get stuff from us. Celiac. It, yeah. Celiac. Yeah. Um, just all, it does cover a gamut. People just are gluten free and they want a treat, you know? So I think that there's, and the home baked part of it, I think, or the freshly baked part is really, um, sometimes when you go to the grocery store and you end up getting what's been packaged and I don't want to say right. processed, but it doesn't taste as fresh and yeah. as good as what you get from our thing that was baked 24 hours before, you oh, know, for sure. Well, like, and if you go to the grocery anymore, even the bakeries and like pretty much any place they're not even making that stuff there anymore. It's the doughs being shipped to them frozen from some factory. And if you ever read the ingredients label, like when I was a kid and we go to the local grocery store, like they literally would make the cookies right there. Like they'd mix it up and make it right there. And there were like eight ingredients. If you read that ingredient list now, there's like 30 things on that list and you can't pronounce half of them. And that's sad. So like, I mean, that's just, so unless you're going to like an actual bakery and even then a lot of bakeries anymore are franchises and you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure about all the things they're putting in their stuff either. So it's really nice. Like eat, like you girls said, even if you're not keto, you guys are such a nice alternative just to get a good, like homemade, fresh treat. And then you don't feel bad after you eat it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Your scale isn't going to go up the next morning. So. Exactly. So that's, that's awesome. So that's do you, 
Do you girls have um, anything new? So I know you guys have that you're you're doing these treats. You've got new two new employees, which is awesome. Trying to help you guys keep up with demand. Do you guys have anything um, planned in the future that we, you would be able to like ship? Like I'm trying to figure this out because I really need your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Our brains are like, yeah, we don't, we don't know. We've got like all these ideas shooting out of our head and we're trying to narrow it down. But Potentially, maybe, yes, maybe okay. one day you can have cookies. Because that's like, yeah, that's a big deal, right? I mean, because you got to look into packaging and shipping and. You have to get, like, approved through the FDA. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. And not that we're not smart and intelligent and that we can't figure it out. It's not like we're not, we're not like business. You know, like We've a lot of this, figure it we're out. figuring yeah. it out kind of as we go. So, right. Um, we're on it yeah so our it is on our list and I don't think we'd be able to ship everything you know but there's we could maybe ship a few things so we've we've got a couple of things on our radar okay um, yeah, yeah well so. and you guys started this business out of a, a desire to help people and something that you were passionate about and you were enjoying so it's like you're trying to keep up with the demand but at the same time probably trying to not lose yourself and the business aspect of this growing so quickly. Uh, it's yeah, important totally. to find to keep the balance with our families and yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and speaking of families, so this is grown so much more than we ever anticipated it would in yeah. this in a six of time. month like, period for sure. We didn't we crazy. didn't think we'd be where we are. So, yeah. I think things we're thinking or talking about shipping or you know what I mean. So, sure. yeah. yeah, and so you girls both are moms. So remind me how many kids that you each have. Um, so I have three boys, a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Okay. And I three, um, two girls and a boy. My oldest is 12. My middle is the boy, and he's almost 11. And then I have an 8-year-old. Okay. So yeah, boy, you girls are super busy. And But how? what an awesome thing that your kids are watching you do, too. Like, I, I agree. It you. is really awesome. Yeah, because not only is this, you know, not only did I want to have you guys on here because I just think what you're doing is amazing and I wanted to talk about this and have my listeners um, embrace the whole idea that they are not bad people if they want to have something sweet on keto. But I also <laughs> wanted people to hear your story and what you guys are doing because I think you're such an inspiration um, for moms, especially, but not just moms, but just people out there, like go after what you're passionate about, you know, like, don't worry about how you're going to figure it all out or how it's going to just go after it. Because if you go after what you're passionate about and your heart's in the right place and you are just trying to help people and do all these things, all this other stuff will fall into place. Like with you guys, I mean, you can't even handle all the business you've got coming in and then you haven't even seen all of the fruit that is going to come from this because your kids are watching you. They're, they're watching all of this unfold. I mean, there, there can be nothing but just amazing things in your future. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> well, thank you girls. I'm so thankful that you were on here with me today and I'm glad that I got to introduce you to um, anybody that listens to my podcast that didn't already know about you, which obviously several of them did because they reached out to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm late, late to the party, but, um, but I'm glad that they introduced me to you guys and I'm so glad that I heard about you. So can you tell um, my listeners is uh, where they can find out more about you guys, how they can follow you on social media, like all that good stuff yeah so we have a website um it's oh hello keto bakery.com and then instagram is probably the other best way to find us it's o.hello.bakery we are also on facebook but if i'm being honest i forget to update that <laughs> it's mostly instagram if you want to know what's going on with us yeah um, i don't know we're pretty good at updating that yeah. erica really good at updating that. I forget about Facebook. So uh, you need to link your accounts, Erica. <laughs> yeah, I do need to. You're right. That's a good idea. Because that's what I had to do with mine because I also am not, and I still try to post other things on Facebook so that if people are following both that they don't see the same, you know, repeat stuff. But that helped me so much because if I realize that, oh my gosh, I haven't posted anything on Facebook in a while, then I can just let it also post to Facebook. 
So yeah, just little, little uh, keto I, business person to business person here <laughs> tip. <laughs> I know it's a thing. I need to have my husband help me because I couldn't figure it out on my you own. You know what? It's pretty easy to do and I couldn't either. So I went on to YouTube, which you can find directions on how to do anything you want in the whole world. <laughs> Good point. So type it in and they literally step you through it. It'll take you like three minutes. <laughs> Save me so much time. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, that's awesome. And I will link to all of that in the show notes. So all the listeners can go to the show notes and check out more about Erica and Jenny and the Oh Hello Keto Bakery. So is there anything else you guys want to say or anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Just thank you. It's been great to talk to you and to get to know you. It's really fun to kind of reach out and meet people. Yeah. I love this community. Yeah you a bit. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing your time with us, Jessica. Oh, absolutely. I, I just love it. This is, you know, I, I feel like there's only so much that I can say or do, but I really love to just share the platform with as many people as I can get in front of the listeners. Cause it's all about just helping, helping people, right? Like give them the resources, help empower them. And I just want to see this world change and the way our, our country, at least in the way that we view food and nutrition. And I'm very passionate about that. And I think it's a grassroots effort. You know, the more we talk about this and get the message out, the more people are going to feel better and things are going to start changing. So that's awesome. Thanks for being part of that charge. And it was great to talk to you girls today. And I hope to catch up with you soon. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 